This is a True Foundations podcast. Real time, real life, real answers. Good morning and welcome to Cornerstone's live broadcast. Uh, my name is David Jones. I'm the leader of the church here, and I would be delighted to hear from you uh, if you've benefited by this broadcast. Now, if we are ready together, I'd like to turn to my Bible, and we are continuing on in a short series from Romans and Romans chapter 8. Let me read a couple of verses to you. Verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit also joins to help in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. And he who searches the hearts knows the Spirit's mindset, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Of course, we recognize from last time that we are in a place of weakness. There's nothing new about that. We find ourselves in that place often. Our weakness tells us that we have an inability. We need some help. It tells us that we are not in full control of the situation that we find ourselves in. And so because we are God's people, the Spirit comes alongside and he helps us. Now, what do we mean by the Spirit here? What's his relationship to us? The first thing that we have to recognize is that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as we often call him, is none other than God himself. So that's a good place to start. The first thing that we recognize in a place of difficulty, in a place of weakness, and sometimes that weakness is overwhelming. It seems as if, there is nothing we can do. We don't have all the answers. But because we belong to Christ, the Spirit comes alongside. Now, the Spirit, because he is God, he comes from two places. And the first place is from the outside. If you remember way back that when God had created this universe, when he had further then gone on and created this world that we'd live on. And when he had planted a garden, he made a man and a woman and put them in the garden. He was doing something that only he could do. The spirit was at work. He was, as the Old Testament says, hovering or brooding over the waters, bringing something into order. The beginning, really, of dealing with the issue of good and evil in this world. And so he was coming from the outside. He is able to do that. You see, the thing about weakness is you need somebody from the outside. You cannot do it yourself, so you need somebody who is bigger than who you are, with all the answers, uh, with the ability and the control of the situation. And so God, the Spirit, comes 
in our weakness from the outside, but he also, he comes from the inside. And this inside place actually began again way back in history when God made that man Adam and uh, he made that lady Eve from his side. He breathed life, breath into them, spirit into them. And so there he was, the God who was bigger than everything else, the God who was on the outside, came to the inside place. And because we have come back to a relationship with God, the fall uh, is no longer the dominating factor in our lives. God the spirit, the breath of God that was denied to us through the fall has come back to us in reconciliation through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That's why Jesus, after the resurrection, when he was talking to his disciples, he breathed on them. And he said, receive Holy Spirit. That is exactly what took place. So now God the Spirit is on the inside. And what a wonderful comfort that is. Because that means he is close to us. And as God, he knows everything. He sees everything. But it is not just as if he's on the outside of anything, managing what is happening. He is absolutely involved in the process of our facing the weakness that we find. Now, we remember from last time, we recognize that as God's people, we identify with the difficulties of this world, the tragedies, the sufferings that everyone goes through. We identify with that because we are part of it. But the difference is that God, who is God overall, who is in control, who is outside all of the events, who is not in any way compromised by the events, he is not changed by the events, now he comes, the very breath of God, he comes to the inside. And what a wonderful place of confidence, of hope, and of rest that that is. I I don't know if you are like me, but when I think about the issue of prayer, I don't fully understand it. I, I know that it is necessary. It is our way that we communicate with God. It is our way that we speak to him, that we seek him that we request things from him. It's what we call prayer. We cannot see him. That makes it more difficult. But if he is on the inside, then even the process of reaching out and praying does not make him distant, but it makes him near. Now, of course, God knows everything. That's part of the nature of who he is. We know that he's eternal in his nature. He has to be. We recognize that we live in time. That limits things. 
But we also recognize that because the Holy Spirit indwells us, he brings the eternal perspective of God into the very deep parts of our being. That should give us much hope and encouragement. Not only does he know everything, but because he is close to us, he feels the gap that we have. He recognizes our weakness. Now, prayer of itself, if we were just praying to a God who was far away, uh, it would be difficult. It would be limited in what it could achieve. Because as he is bigger than we are, as he is eternal and we are limited and we are temporal, we would not have all the information or the facts to deal with in order to approach him properly and fully. But because he comes internally, he helps us pray where we lack. Now, sometimes in our prayers, we know exactly what we're asking for. We know accurately what we should be saying and what we should be seeking. But sometimes we don't. And often in the place of trouble, in the place of distress and suffering, because we are in the midst of it, we are not stepping outside of it and making an evaluation. We are in it. We are affected by it. And we cannot necessarily see the end to it. And it hurts us. It is difficult. And we do not have what it takes to ask fully what it is that we need or what we should be praying for. And so here is the wonderful thing. And I have to say that sometimes when I pray, I feel absolutely weak. I, I feel that I don't know anything. I feel lack. In fact, sometimes I feel absolutely clueless. And perhaps that's the truth. But because we have the Spirit of God within us, the very breath of God, the life of God, he connects us to the very nature of who God is. And where we lack, he does not. Where we do not know, he knows everything. Where we are weak, he is strong. When we have no answer, he has the answer. And so we have hope without doubt. And he takes our cause and he presents that cause from the place of time and takes it into eternity. If that is what intercession from the Holy Spirit's part is really all about. God knows, of course he does. But in intercession, he not only communicates, he connects with us and feels what it is that we feel. Now, we know that he did that mostly through the work of Jesus on the cross. The word who became flesh 
God without boundaries becomes self-limited so that the reality of the human condition would touch him and he could feel it and know it firsthand. And so the Spirit, he speaks on our behalf and he takes our difficulty and presents it from time into the context of eternity. Now, let's just remind ourselves that all of this suffering is the outworking of the battle of good and evil. And we need to remind ourselves that God is self-existent because it is part of the nature of who God is. And evil is not self-existent. Evil only exists in time. It does not exist in eternity. And so by definition, it must come to an end. And so in our struggle, in our suffering, we are suffering in the now. But when God, the Spirit, sees our need and takes our cause, he takes it from the temporal into the eternal. And there the solution is actually felt. The solution we know is in the work of Jesus on the cross, but the work has eternal consequences and repercussions. It takes the, the suffering and shows its limitation that it is restricted to the now and takes us and lifts us with much hope into the place of the will of God, the purposes of God and the purposes of God, which are to deal with sin and evil and all the consequences of that. It takes us in that place of prayer, in that moment, it takes us outside of our limitation and takes us into the eternal perspective. Now, I think it is really good to meditate on these things because it lifts us when you are feeling weak, when you are feeling small, when you are feeling inadequate, when you don't understand, when everything presses in, when we understand that God, the Holy Spirit, is within us, the breath of God, we are repositioned and it lifts us. It expands our horizons. It sees beyond the limitation of now. It looks beyond the suffering which is real in the now. It takes us from that to the final outworking of the good purposes of God. It takes us beyond what evil is doing. It takes us beyond the effects of sinfulness that have ravaged the human race. It takes us beyond our own fallenness and it projects us into the future and that's why we have hope. And it takes us into the very purposes of God. And now we see God who is good, working through history, pushing the darkness back, overcoming evil, bringing goodness into a bad 
situation. The nearness of God searches our heart. This is a wonderful thing about the nature of what salvation is about. It is not just something that has happened to us that says, now you're saved, things are going to be fine. We don't know how they're going to be in this life. That's just reality. It may be that we suffer for the rest of our lives. I don't want to bring a downer in here. I just want to be real. That is some people's experience. That is the way it is for many. But when the Holy Spirit who is within us, when he draws near and he searches the very being of who we are, he exposes everything that is against us. He calls out those deep desires that are within us that even God himself has placed there so that he can take us from this mortality and death into a place of eternity. He's putting away evil and its consequences in our lives. He's taking us to that place at where we are beyond all of these things. This is a wonderful section in Romans. It should cause us to think deeply. It should cause us to examine the position that we are in. We do not deny our suffering. In fact, when we understand it clearly, it heightens the impact of it, yet at the same time, because God is above all of this, he's eternal, we are temporal, it clearly puts limitations on it. And it gives us the hope that through what Jesus has done, through the indwelling Holy Spirit, who stands our cause, who comes alongside us, who works within us, he takes us from that place to the place beyond. And he takes us to a place where whatever is taking place at this time, he gives us hope, which is much greater. He takes us to a place of truth, which is much bigger than facts or knowledge. It takes us into the very purposes of God. And it unites us to his goodness. And it helps us to share in his triumph. And these are some of the things that God, by his spirit, uh, wants to share with us to help us, particularly in this time of uncertainty, uh, while we are waiting to see uh, what the way forward is. What is the next step? But while we wait in time, let us find ourselves connected to God's eternity and may the hope and peace of God rise up in us. Let that be the defining thought. Let that be the defining attitude of our lives because that will set the scene for us to be overcoming Christians. Amen. Thank you for joining us. True Foundations is headed by David J. Jones. 
a preacher and teacher of the Word of God. His passion is to help individual Christians discover their true identity in Christ and to learn how grace operates in their lives. Currently residing in Canada, he is taught in both North America and the UK and has listeners all over the world. If you have questions about anything you've heard today, please email us at info at truefoundations.ca. Or for more information on True Foundations resources, please visit our website at truefoundations.ca.